I just drank a whole bubble tea, so I'm I'm good on the refreshments. Thank what's you. What's a what's a bubble tea? It is like a frozen frozen slushy drink with little. Uh, you can get like tapioca. I get uh, popping boba, mm-hmm. which are like it's like a little bit of juice inside of like a xanthan gum kind of bubble. I'm imagining a gusher drink. It well, okay, yeah. It's they're like gushers, but like super thin. But it's a beverage. Yes, they are inside the beverage. Okay. So I get uh, pineapple bubble tea with mango popping boba is mm. my general go-to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like a pineapple tea and ice crushed together, and then they throw the popping boba in there. Is this part of our bet? Like, have you started drinking these because it's a health food? No. Okay, because we're one month in real it's time like into sugar. our bet now. At okay, here's here is my update <laughs> on our bet. Okay. Uh, I bought a scale. Good. I Was it the one I sent you? Yeah. Yeah. I have not opened it. <laughs> I get the credit, however, for at least this step. Like, I'm yeah. actively trying to get you to compete with me. <laughs> uh, my friend started a keto diet today. Keto. Keto. Uh so we like he only eats Japanese porn. Yes, <laughs> that's hentai. Okay. Uh, I had a Fred uh, reference uh, M A G A today, and then I thought it was manga when I first read it. And then, <laughs> go ahead. Different, different niche crowd. That's pretty sad. Uh, he started keto today, so we celebrated by going to B Dubs. Buffalo Wild Wings for uh, for lunch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm full of Buffalo Wild Wings and Thai food. My asshole is not going to be happy with me <laughs> tonight. It's no way to talk about her. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh <hey. laughs> did uh So, I still don't know what, what keto is. Uh, it is... I think it... I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a medical diet that... Uh, I think if you're like pre-diabetic or something like that... Um, there are also some other uh, things that they'll put you on the keto diet. It is like the Atkins diet, become one of those popular um, diets that people are, are doing a lot lately. Um, I'm hesitant because there was Atkins and then didn't, everyone was like, Atkins, Atkins, Atkins. And then it turned out that if you sit on Atkins for too long, like it burned out your like liver or kidneys or something. So... There's medical research that says if you're in these categories, it is good for you, but there's not a lot of research that says it's fine if you just want to use it as a weight loss tool, so I think I'm just going to try to eat less. I think the majority of people, uh, the effects of losing the weight uh, is worth the negative effects of the gains that you get from having lost said weight. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, speaking, I speaking as a doctor, <laughs> like I, I, you know, my mom and I did the Atkins thing back in the nineties because it was the thing. Um, I'm glad we didn't do it too long because you know, I already have kidney problems running my family. I don't want no kidneys. Dialysis seems like a punishment worse than death, so don't want that. This is hilarious. Speaking of hilarious. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say if I should say, speaking of hilarious. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, recording on short notice, uh, or my canceling on short notice, and uh, getting this out here so we can get it up for our seven listeners. 
<laughs> you say that every time. That's just not true. It's not true. <laughs> it's funnier to to be I'm a self deprecating kind of guy. Uh now I'm just jointly self deprecating. Yeah. Uh um, but yeah. Uh so you know how I have seven cats? I know how you had seven cats. <laughs> so the whole thing was, yeah, we had three of them were kittens and we were gonna keep the runt and then give the other two away. Was this the one that had that that was Chinese? <laughs> It had yes, it had swimmers' legs. Okay, um, and it had trouble breathing, and we talked to a vet and got it on medicine, um, but it did. It passed away uh, the day before we were going to record, uh, and like, yeah, my girlfriend was devastated. She blamed herself, which is bullshit. But I can't talk her out of it. You know, all I can say is, you know, it's not your fault. Stop saying it's your fault. Well, to be fair, she did sit on it. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. I mean, that's how it died, right? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> My bad. Uh, so now instead of keeping the one cat, we're gonna keep the other two kittens. So <laughs> you're so dumb. When this is all said and done, <laughs> we're gonna have six cats. <laughs> And uh, I love my girlfriend. That's how you consoled her through the grief is by allowing her to keep the sisters and brothers. Uh, she said, you know, we're keeping these, right? And I said, but, and she went, we're keeping these. And I went, okay, <laughs> you're grieving. I'm not going to say no right now, but also I'm going to let enough time pass that the decision has been made and I can't undo it. <laughs> I'm fucked. Six cats. Oh my God. Yep. And but the, we, got rid of the, we got rid of the dog. Her dad came back. So that's nice. That's good. Uh, you know that you're I, you're in that danger zone, right? Oh, like, I, I, when I met her, she had a cat. Uh, and that cat was kind of an asshole. But we got along. He was pretty cool. Uh, we broke up for a uh, prolonged amount of time. And she was like, you know what I need right now is another cat. So she went to get a cat, wound up getting two, and then I was like, okay, then at this point, uh, we got back together, and I was like, hey, I'm I'm going to buy a house, and you should come live with me. And she was like, cool, I've got three cats, and I'm like, I know, I guess they can come too. It's kind of a package deal at this point. <laughs> yeah. So then while we were in California, uh, the two, the brother, sister cat fucked and we got a fourth cat and I was like, so you're going to, who you're going to give that cat to? And she's like me. And I was like, hmm, but we said three cats <laughs> and now we have six. Hmm. What's, what's your limit? Have, have these been neutered yet? Uh, we tomorrow are chopping off the the oldest unneutered boy his balls the uh his his eldest son <laughs> will get his balls chopped off as soon as we get some test results back which is also his nephew <laughs> sure <laughs> yes uh, yeah you you need to make sure that happens and like yeah. put a strict like like relationship clause ending relationship ending clause in there that says no more animals yeah 
I would like to. Here's the other problem that mm-hmm. you've got going right now is now the precedent is set at six. So when, in the, hopefully in the very distant future, you're down one, you've had six, and the expectation is to replace that one to maintain the status quo of six. Yeah, I really hope that that's not going to be a thing that happens. I'm just warning you <laughs> that I feel like you've set the precedence for grieving, and uh, <laughs> that's how you make things feel better is by replacing them with animals. How about some flowers? It's just flowers? <laughs> a nice bush to plant in the backyard? I don't, I don't think that's what she wants. I think she wants some, some more cats. <laughs> You're in trouble for a very extended length of time. Like this is going to be a, this is your life now. Just yep. so you know, I yeah. know. Yeah, I've accepted that. <laughs> Come uh, to terms with it. That's good. Um, speaking of death, Arlie Ermy died. I know that's my first note here. That sucks. I like, know. And I feel like we only notice the ones that it happens, but like we talk about people, and then terrible things happen to them. Yeah. So luckily, we're talking about Eli Roth today. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> fourth time's a charm. <laughs> God, is our fourth one Eli Roth movie? No. Um, yeah, oh. so that's horrible. Uh, we got on the podcast table, you got the signed picture of Arlie Ermey right over there. And, uh, yeah, he's with us every week when we record. And, uh, yeah, that sucks. But yep. he was old. What are you going to do? You can't be that upset about it. Uh, I screamed Eskimo Pussy at... Buffalo Wild Wings today, so that was fun. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Um, yeah. What else you got other than death? <laughs> Did anything better happen death, this week? <laughs> not following my diet, not opening the scale. Uh, yeah, it's good. They can't give you bad news if you don't ask it the question. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's like avoiding going to the doctor. They can't yeah. tell you what's wrong. If you don't ask. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live forever if I don't know why I'm dying. Exactly. It's a very, very good, healthy, mature way to deal with things. Yep. Good. We're on the same page there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ready to dive in? Sure. Where do you want to start? What do you mean? Because we uh, we watched Jacob Tutu meets the Hooded Fang. We watched Jacob Tutu versus the Hooded Fang. Uh-huh. We stepped it up a notch. We watched the episode. Apparently, there was a. We found out this is a children's cartoon. This is an IP that we didn't know about. There's also a 1978 movie that I just found out about today. Oh, no way. (laughs) I didn't know that. We're doing the remake on Remake Me. And the cartoon version. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so upset right now. We failed. I know. (laughs) It's got to be. I can't wait. It's it's going in the pool now. (laughs) It's got to be done. That's what I said. I think when I sent you the text, I said, this is our duty. And then I gave you the link to the episode Mm -hmm. of the cartoon. So I feel like what we need to do here is we need to go Jacob Tutu movie, Jacob Tutu cartoon, and Hostel. All right. Uh, And I apologize because I know this is kind of the cliched pairing that everybody talks about on every podcast is Jacob Tutu and the Hooded Fang and Hostel. Right. Um, oh, they're talking about Eli Roth. I bet you they're going to talk about that Canadian book series. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's beloved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got to be beloved, right? Like if it's an there IP, there are so it has many Jacob be. Tutu properties. <laughs> you search Jacob Tutu on the internet. I just, I wanted to show people at work today, <laughs> iced tea wrapping. <laughs> And I just searched Jacob Tutu, and it was way far down there. For me, that would be number one with a bullet. 
You get, it's iced tea wrapping about this kid's beady eyes. <laughs> the six-year-old child. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Start it off. Okay. Uh, you know what? I've already read it twice on the podcast. Make it a third time. I'm not going to ha- come up with a better synopsis than what is on the back of this box. Okay. Jacob is a, Jacob Tutu meets the Hooded Fang. Jacob is a six-year-old who says everything twice since no one ever listens to him the first time. Spoiler, factually inaccurate. <laughs> Go ahead. There's there's a th- about a good 20-minute chunk where he says everything twice, and the Hooded Fang is like, Stop that! <laughs> I'm Gary Busey. <laughs> hence his nickname, Jacob Tutu. That's my favorite. That's a sentence. There's a period, and then hence is capitalized. <laughs> His habit of repeating questions gets him into trouble with an adult. And as a result, Jacob Tutu is sentenced by a judge, Ice-T, to Slimer's Island. In the children's prison, run by the dreaded and mischievous wrestler, the Hooded Fang, Gary Effin Busey, Jacob Tutu must find a way to rescue all the children. True to the classic children's tale, this hero not only saves the day, he saves the Hooded Fang, his cohort, Miranda Richardson, and becomes a hero to his family. What did you think about the masterpiece Jacob Tutu meets the Hooded Fang from 1999? Okay, so I feel like I'm going to disappoint you with this. And that this felt like fairly standardized, terrible kids movie to me. Keep in mind, I watch these on a weekly basis. Like, So this did not feel any worse to me. Or crazy than 90% of the kids shit my kids watch. This was way better than they're going through this huge phase where they want to watch anything with a talking dog. And they're just shit movies. Like there's one starring Chris Farley's brother and and just like the, the most D-list celebrities you can come up with. Yeah. That there's just a dog and all every shot is just a shot of a dog just looking around that they're doing voiceover for. And it's supposed to be that dog. That they're made for like forty five dollars. Yeah, and they are the biggest pieces of shit. I hope you have shown him the classic Shaggy Dog and Shaggy Da. No, those are the best. Shaggy Dog was one of my favorite movies as a kid. I watched it all the time. I don't know why. It's garbage, but it's great. I was more of a Homeward Bound kind of kid, which I feel. Don't get me wrong. Homeward Bound is great. Mm-hmm. Children's classic. Uh. I'm scared to watch Milo and Otis now that I know about all of the uh, animal torture that went on during it. Yeah. Uh, but that was a classic when I was a kid. Um, so that is my thoughts on that, which I was like, Justin's not is going to be way more excited because I feel like you don't see nearly the kids shows that I do uh, that I have to endure. Uh, but that was my overall thought. That being said, it does live up to the expectations that it sets in the that back of the box is completely accurate. Yeah, it really is. Ice T sentences him. <laughs> Slammer's Island. Uh, we do get it open with a rap song as well. Yes, the genuinely the music in this is great. It I can't complain about it's it, including re- including Gary Busey's Gary song. Busey sings. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> with uh, Merrick McKinney doing the background backup vocals. I don't know who that is. Kids in the Hall. Okay, I know Kids in the Hall. Okay, which one is he? He's Mister the- Fish. Okay. Do you know the famous Kids in the Hall sketch, Chicken Lady? No, obviously not. He was the Chicken Lady, and he is he is in a movie with a Chicken Lady, not playing the Chicken Lady. Which one is he? All right, so you got 
you have uh, David blah blah with the round head. Um, yeah. David Foley. Uh, yes, Dave Foley. Dave you Foley. You said David. Sorry. He, I've never seen him as David. My bad. So you got Dave Foley. Yes. You got Kevin, who's the deaf one with the long face. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the gay one that's the blonde. One. Mark that's McKinney blonde. was the awkward one. Yeah, with okay. With, like, the bowl cut. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, he was the one that would have been a creeper. He would have been the one, like, like flashing women. Sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. now I know who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. So he was Mr. Fish. Okay. But he played one of the all-time great sketches ever was Chicken Lady mm-hmm. from Kids of the Hall. Where he just played a chicken lady who was very horny. Have you watched Kids in the Hall in the last 15 years? 10 years? Uh, yes. So I did. Like, I was like, oh, man, there's Kids in the Hall on DVD. I got to buy it. And I started watching it and stopped pretty quick into it. Because every joke felt like the only joke was that you were, were repeating something. If that makes any sense. Like, every joke was just... The joke was that you were repeating something. So the same th- problem that I had with with uh, Team America, that the, I thought the only joke that they were making was these are puppets doing these things. Okay. The problem that I have with kids in the hall is that the joke was that they were repeating something. So it, it was the knock-knock who's there banana joke in skit form like 15 times. <laughs> okay. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay. Uh, I don't have the I'm reverence. sure that's not accurate. I'm sure right. they have a wider breadth than that, but at least yeah. like the first season that I started watching, it very much felt like that was the joke. I don't have a, the reverence for Kids in the Hall that a lot of a lot of fans of comedy do. Um, I, you know, it was created by Lorne Michaels, creator of SNL. Um, when he was kind of forced off SNL, he just went to Canada. and was like, "Fine, I'll just make this show," um, which was a huge hit. And then he came back to SNL. Um, I generally prefer SNL, but. Kids in the Hall is a completely different thing. Um, do you know the story about Dave Foley and his child support payments? Nope. So Dave Foley got news radio. That was like the peak of his success. Mm-hmm. And got a divorce and had child support payments. And luckily I've never been through this process, but they base it on how much you make and how much you think you should have to pay or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So he they were basing that on what he was making on news radio, which was a pretty substantial living. So they were right. like, you need to pay a million dollars a year in child support payments mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, in Canada, in the U.S., wherever he's a native of, okay. wherever he technically resides. Um, however, news radio stopped. Yeah. But the child support payments take so long to catch up. Like, you can re- apply to have them reassessed or whatever, but when you go from, like, $500,000 an episode, 20 episodes a year, whatever he was making, yeah. to making... $50,000 a year doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. There's a huge discrepancy there, but he still had to pay that child support for X length of months or years. Yeah. Uh, and it just put him like into debt to where like if he would go either to the U.S. or Canada, whichever one, he would be immediately like arrested for the child support stuff. So he just has resigned himself to like, I'm just always going to be poor and a stand-up comedian. Hmm, that's really terrible. Yeah. Because he would, I, I always thought he was the most talented one to come out of that show. He was. Uh, Kids in the Hall, not News Radio. Phil Hartman, obviously, is the. No, let's. It's Andy Dick. Andy Dick is the. <laughs> the, the best. Uh, the best thing that Andy I ever. Awful. The best. Andy Dick is awful. Please, Andy Dick is awful. If you're listening, stop. Just, just stop. There's two everything. things. All right. There's two things. Number one, I love in the Army now because of Paulie Shore, and I love it in spite of Andy Dick. Yes, not because I agree of with Andy both Dick. Of those things. And Lori Petty. 
Yes. She's adorable. Yes. Love Lori Petty. That's Tank Girl, right? Yes. Yeah. The okay. thing that yeah. I legitimately loved with Andy Dick is the skit where him and Tom Green dressed up as one another. Did you ever see that? I think so. Like way. So yeah, basically, well, it was just Andy Dick and Tom Green going, "I'm Andy Dick. I'm Tom Green." Back and forth and trying to mock one another. And I was like, "You're both dragging each other down. This is awesome." <laughs> yeah. Uh. The Me Too movement hit Andy Dick hard, no surprise. <laughs> Apparently, everything he's ever been on, he's just been awful to women. I uh, feel like I can totally believe that. <laughs> that sounds... I don't think anybody was surprised with that. Yeah. he Apparently, he would, like, expose himself and, and yeah, do the Louis C.K. things and all sorts of really awful stuff. Yeah. And I think he's the guy that, like, did it under the pretense of I'm the wacky funny guy. Yeah. Um, he's like, huh, if I, you know, um, like he offered like a half apology about like, basically like, woe is me. I whip my dick out to be funny. I don't know. It, yeah, it was, it was nothing. Andy Dick, you're a bad person. He's anyway. the, he's the Donald Trump of comedians. <laughs> sure. Yep. <laughs> uh, there, if. There is speaking of Andy Dick and Tom Green, there is a great uh Comedy Central has the like uh it's not best night ever, it's like I, f- I forget what it's called, but they're like internet uh stand up bits and there's one of Tom Green talking about uh how he gets he got kicked off of the apprentice, like his time on the apprentice. And he never he never says Donald Trump. He just says like, and then the president walked in, and it is the biggest laugh every single time, because you realize he's Tom Green, and our president was like a reality star, and it's like it got a laugh every time. It got a laugh out of me. It got a laugh out of the audience every time. He's like, and then the president of the United States <laughs> pointed at me and said, "You're fired." <laughs> uh, I just read. Uh Penn Jillette book recently and uh he was referencing like how much he f- hates him like and he was on the apprentice and stuff and he's like yeah. you know i'm a I think he was on the apprentice twice maybe but he said like he's very open he says like i'm a c-list celebrity and the reason that i go on these is so that people know my name so when they come to vegas they go to my show yeah like at, le- at least he's being straightforward about yeah. why he's doing it he's like i know this is shit tv but the average person that comes to las vegas watches shit tv so now they'll come to my show yeah I think he came in second like twice. Yeah. Like both times or something. Something crazy. I don't know. But he's like, it's, t- it's kind of funny because he is like, yeah, this stupid show. It's so stupid. But it's bullshit that I got fired. <laughs> yeah. Here's why I was better. I was better at this. I was better at that. They made these muffins that weren't nearly as good as mine. It's bullshit that I love. But I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Penn and Teller. I don't always agree with all of their politics. Uh, but I like I like that they have opinions and they they like. Yeah, I would say I agree with they, them. They are most they are of the definitely time. consistent with with their viewpoints. Yeah, for sure. And I think they are and they're quick to uh you know to say when they fuck up too. Yeah, which I appreciate. Yeah, uh, Penn and Teller's bullshit. If you haven't seen it, is great. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I need to. I need as anti piracy as I am. I need to find the Vatican episode because they aired once and was never released. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's a totally legit thing to do. I yeah. don't think there's any reason to not do that. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's it's like when uh, I really wanted to see Song of the South. And so I had my friend torn it for me. Still haven't watched it yet. But I will someday. Because I need to know. That racist piece of Disney history. <laughs> I need to know. Uh, there's a lot of racist Disney stuff in there. Yeah. Like you watch Dumbo? Oh, yeah. The like Crows? The Crows and like Dumbo gets drunk and stuff. And like yeah. there's a, a video I saw with... Uh, uh, Bugs Bunny, mm-hmm. which isn't Disney, I know, but he's, right. but he's, there's Indians running at him, like stereotypical Indians, mm-hmm. and he jumps up and he's shooting them, and he's going one little, two little, three little Indians, and he's shooting them, and I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> this is yeah, fucking history, terrible, man. it's scary. Uh, I wish we were talking about Eli Roth right now because I was talk about douchebaggy history, <laughs> but let's keep going with Hooded Fang. Um, so Jacob Tutu. So Jacob Tutu. Jacob Tutu is the star of this. I'm sorry. So Jacob Tutu uh, is like sitting around with his family in his home, who his dad totally should have been played by Rick Moranis. Sure. <laughs> but this is 1999. Rick Moranis is already in his uh, I'm a country star. Exactly. That's what I'm, anymore, right? I know. That's what I'm saying. I wish he was still there. Yeah. Um, and they're watching TV and they see they're watching wrestling and they see the hooded fang. Mm-hmm. So Gary Busey uh, is wearing... Uh, a diaphragm on his head. A diaphragm? Yeah. I don't know what a what a diaphragm looks like. Uh, it's a giant piece of rubber, basically a, a dental dam. It's like. Wait, I no. It was like, I'm thinking dental dam, not diaphragm. Yeah, diaphragm goes up in there. Yeah, yeah. I always, I always imagine that as you know, like when you would have this elementary school carnival, and they were like the little things that you would flip inside out, and it would give you a hickey on your hand. <laughs> yeah. Where you would put on the table and they'd pop up. Mm-hmm. That's what I envisioned a diaphragm looking like. It's probably wholly inaccurate. I'm sure it is, but I'm just <laughs> telling you. I never claimed it was accurate. I was like, that's what was in is my in my imagination. I always just kind of pictured like a <laughs> vagina shaped uh, like retainer, like medical device. It's probably why they always seem like they scared me. Yeah. Uh, so diaphragm. I apologize. He has a diaphragm. Di- no, dental dam <laughs> stretched across his head with some holes cut in it. Yeah, sure. Uh, no, it's like a rubber Zorro mask that I goes mean, over the top of his head. It goes over the whole yeah. thing. It's a wrestler's mask. Anyway. It's not, really, it's not a Mexican lucha mask. But so, so he says that he is going to pluck his opponent's eyes out like he does to every opponent that he beats. Mm-hmm. So in this universe... Everyone that he wrestles never is seen again, I assume. I mean, if they're jobbers, that would certainly make sense. No, wrestling is real in this. Is it? Wrestling is real in the dream. But I don't know. I don't. Anyway, he says he's going to pluck out their eyes. And that really got me wondering if we saw them again ever for anyone that he ever faced. I mean, I watched wrestling in the 90s. Uh, One of those dudes had a gun. And then WWE had to apologize. <laughs> uh, so pretty quickly into this, literally within the first five minutes, my note says, and it's all I could think the whole time, is Jacob Tutu, whose name is Jacob Tutu, because he says every, every word, word twice, twice. He says everything twice. He doesn't. He doesn't, though. He does it 5% of the time with everything that he says. Sure bullshit 
That is not what I signed up for. Uh, I, I signed mean, yeah. up to hear kids say everything twice. I signed up to hear a kid say everything twice. Everything twice? Everything twice. I it's, yeah. It's bullshit, right? It, yeah. it didn't happen at all. My thing that I kept thinking the whole time is this kid is like a low rat Macaulay Culkin. I could see that. I feel like I've seen this kid before. Because uh, I, I feel like when he goes down to the basement, he actually like kind of does a Macaulay Culkin scream take and then runs off. Like a Home Alone type mm-hmm. scream, scream take. Yeah, I could see that. Not like from the Good Son or something. It's a different kind of scream. Have you seen Good Son? I've not. I feel, there's like a list of things that I keep thinking like I want to do, but then I don't want to ask you, hey, have you seen good son because then you'll know that's what the thing we're doing yeah. so i just need to come up with that list and give it to you like a whole big list of things that, would that be less think you've seen. yeah it totally would then just hey have you seen this one movie <laughs> yes okay <laughs> shit um hmm. guess we're gonna watch house <laughs> uh so jacob tutu's dad asks tells him that he's gonna go to the store with him or he asks him well, and the, his sibling the mom tells the dad to go get to go to the grocery and get tomatoes. What kind of tomatoes? She doesn't specify. Oh, she does. Okay, I apologize. She doesn't, she doesn't I'm specify. I'm sorry. I'm trying to assign the wrong <laughs> the wrong key points here to character. So then the dad tells the kid, hey, you have four other brothers and sisters that are older than you. Go find them. Go find, like, any one of them. Because I'm not sending you to the store. Go find any one of them uh, to to send to the store. And they all are skateboarding off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he says he can go to the store. Jacob Tutu. Jacob Tutu. Who says is he can go six to the years store. old. Six years old. He gives him five fake Canadian monies mm-hmm. and says. To get two bright red ripe tomatoes. Firm red ripe tomatoes. Firm red ripe tomatoes. And I don't think right. Firm red tomatoes. Please. Two firm red tomatoes, please. No, definitely the word ripe Maybe was in does. there, for sure. Because the cadence seemed off when I said it. Yes. Yeah. Two firm Two. red ripe tomatoes. Please. Please. That's what he needs to do. So he mm-hmm. sends a six-year-old out into the streets mm-hmm. to go... At least multiple blocks. To go get this. Yes. And Because he's a, he's a good dad. Also, <laughs> Canada's Canada. No, to be fair, too, don't quote me on this number, but, uh, like, there's 10,000 abductions or whatever or missing children reported in the United States, mm-hmm. and, like, 300 of them are your, quote-unquote, stereotypical stranger danger, stranger danger grab yeah. you in the panel van it's type. always uncles or Or child, child custody things. Yeah. So this, the chance of anything happening, but you still can't watch the movie without stepping back and thinking... Like, holy shit, you can do that. Because I can know that in my head, and, like, my my son is eight, yeah. and I tell him, like, I encourage him to expand his horizons a little bit. Like, I want him to ride his bike around the block. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still jarring to see a six-year-old do this in a movie. Yeah. And we, how do we know he's six? He says, I'm six years old. Also, in the, the opening says, the, the opening thing, it says he's two plus two plus two. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he gets to the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is the douchiest owner of this this little grocery shop ever, and somebody the wor- the most dimwitted uh, cu- customer ever as well trying to shop. Mark McKinney for the fish. Yeah, yeah. 
I think that's, yeah. He keeps complaining about the fish, which they're probably nowhere near a lake or anything. Then this corner market, is, mm-hmm. there's no way it's fresh. Um, and he's complaining that it's not fresh. And he's probably right. I haven't looked at a topographical survey map of Montreal lately, but if this is in line with the cartoon, we know that it's Montreal. Okay. So I don't know what the water level or anything there. My bad. I know that that is where Bret Hart is from. The Hart family. Okay. Um, which will come up again later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so the douchebaggy shop owner doesn't want to sell him tomatoes? Yeah. He's just like, what are you doing, kid? You're hassling me. Yeah. By trying to give me money. Right. In exchange for goods and services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just so (laughs) amazed that this kid would want to do this so then the kid gets scared and runs away and runs right into a police officer Mm -hmm. and the the store owner's like i'm gonna play a little gag hey officer the rest of this kid he's a he's a nuisance he's a loiterer he's the worst and jacob tutu is like i don't want to get arrested i'm gonna run into the basement Mm -hmm. and and get scared and run into a salami (laughs) <laughs> and he runs into a salami and gets knocked the fuck out uh and he wakes up to see iced tea yeah he uh he gets a lawyer and the lawyer hasn't won a case in 16 years mm-hmm. uh and he says uh don't worry, we got the singing judge, but just tell him his voice is good. Because he really, he really sucks at singing. <laughs> uh, and Ice-T pretty quickly decrees that he is guilty. Right, he says, "Who is this the boy? Ah, he's guilty, look at him. And the kid's just like, I just asked for tomatoes. <laughs> and then he's like, hey, I'm going to sing a rap about how fucking guilty you are. And then Ice-T raps his <laughs> sentence. About how Jacob Tutu is guilty yes. of of what exactly? Look at these arms. They're ah, uh, they're grabby and greedy. <laughs> Look at these eyes, beady, beady, beady. It's <laughs> my favorite line in the whole thing. Beady, beady, beady. Like I heard greedy, and I'm like, oh, when he said, "Look at these eyes," I'm like, it's gonna end in beady, but what's gonna come first? <laughs> oh, two more beady. Gotcha. <laughs> Perfect. That's great writing. I feel like that's what the writer said. It was like something, something beady. Just, just do beady, beady, beady. <laughs> uh, what is his sentence? It's two years. Two years. Two months. Two months. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two days. Two days. Two hours. I get where this is going. I, of course. Two minutes. Mm-hmm. And five seconds. Wait, wait, five seconds? <laughs> God damn it, you subverted me, Jacob Tutu that's, meets the hooded fag. That's the point where everyone in the office laughed as well. <laughs> yeah, my... Uh, okay, here are things that... It, uh, I don't want to reveal where I work, but here are, thing, here are, com- here are things that happened today. We watched Ice Tea. <laughs> uh, we watched a video about Hitler. Uh, and then... One of the people openly talked about making pot cookies and selling them to us in full purview of all our bosses and everything. 
So I work at a pretty cool place. <laughs> I wouldn't be confident investing in stock in those <laughs> folks, but I'm sure it's cool to work there. Hey, we're a global multinational company. Yeah. Which I guess global so and multinational is, mean the same thing. So is Toys R Us. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not competing with Amazon, see? <laughs> Actually, if we have a, I was going to say. We do have a division that's trying to compete with Amazon, and they suck, so we use Amazon instead of our own service. But so. I also feel like Amazon is going to be competing with everyone soon. Oh, like yeah. they're hiring contractors. Like you can hire a contractor and stuff on Amazon now. Yeah, uh, Rabbit. That's been there for a few years. Yeah, but that's my point, is they're like actively like pursuing everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, task, Amazon TaskRabbit, yeah. Like, oh, I need this air conditioner installed in my window. I'm going to pay a guy 20 bucks to come do it. It's crazy. Yeah. I can't wait till Amazon till Prime Now comes to the Midwest. It probably never will. We'll probably get the drones before. Yeah, we, we would Prime definitely. Now. Yeah, we would get the drones. Indy has that. Indy has Prime Now? I think so, yeah. I did get offered a job in Indy, but I just bought a house here. I love that your big your factor like I wouldn't have to leave the house ever. Yes, technology <laughs> like we use subscribe and save. We use all like if we don't have to leave the house we don't. Uh it's great. <laughs> I highly recommend it. I'm sure our, our uh postal carrier and UPS guy hate us because we get big old sacks of cat food and cat litter and stuff that they have to deliver. But. Like, here's your detergent, yeah. douchebags. You know you can get this at the store. Yeah, we ordered like soil and stuff and then uh uh Marianne wanted some decorative rocks, so I went to Lowe's and they were just like the same soil we got on Amazon. I'm like, I could have this is two minutes from my house. I could have just driven here instead of waiting three days. Yeah. It was easier. I feel like the shipping's got to be super expensive for soil, right? I Dude, Prime. There's Prime for soil, too? Yes. I mean, I have Prime, too, but you'd think, like, at some point, it's going to stop being efficient. For, like, that's why pets... I don't, I don't think I've ordered something that didn't have Prime shipping in five years. Like, Pets.com, when that first came out, mm-hmm. they went under super quick because they were, like, 50-pound bags of dog food. They were shipping, and it cost them more to ship than it, they were selling the ship for. Yeah. Because they didn't know how business worked and just mm-hmm. thought because it was on the internet, it made them more money. Well, they did it at the time where being on the internet did drive more traffic. Yeah. They got, people were like, the the convenience of the internet. Sure, I'll pay three times the price for this. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is sentenced to go to Slimer's Island. Yes. And we see Slimer's. Which are the shittiest you, version of a swamp thing ever? You forgot about the child power masters who beat the shit out of all the cops. That's true. That I are did about for, to apprehend I did forget him. about them. So they're like shitty prepubescent power rangers. Yeah, they're his brother and sister yeah. from uh, this is the, this movie's The Wizard of Oz, by the way. Yeah. Uh, every is like, it? I thought this was real. <laughs> This no, but happening. I'm saying in the fact that I know I the know. grocer is his lawyer. Yes, I wish Ice T existed in the the regular universe. Um, uh, Mr. Fish is the guy who was complaining about the fish. Uh, so in this, like his brother and sister are like superheroes, which on their chest it says CMP, stands for the Child Power Masters. that make sense to you cmp no <laughs> no it doesn't 
Yeah. Uh, it does flow better than CPM. Probably. I mean, that's got to be what the, that's what, the rationale click, that's is. Clicks per million? Don't know. That's don't SEO oh. term. So, can I talk about the Slimers now? Yeah, kids beat the shit out of adults, and then they say, hey, Jacob, we're not going to rescue you, because fuck you. <laughs> Here, take this bug so we can rescue everyone. Have fun in prison. Uh, and then he goes to Slimer's Island, and the Slimers look shitty. Yeah. They look like the rejected versions of Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. They look like the Swamp Thing from Return to Swamp Thing, is what they look like. I'm laughing, but I don't know. You can imagine. You can fill out the yeah. joke in your head. I just, what I pictured was uh, the crowds of apes from the fifth Planet of the Apes movie. Yeah. Where they're just shitty masks. Yeah. Yep. That's basically what it is, except there's only one ape, and it looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he gets there, and he is sentenced to work in the fog machine factory? You, you're skipping over Gary Busey's song. Okay. I'm sorry. Which, yeah, he enters he enters the ring, and music hits, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Gary Busey is about to sing us a little ditty. I might, this this might be the happiest moment of my life. <laughs> At the very least, my week. He sings that he had no childhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it. But he proceeds... Then he says that he got... Uh, what Something happened in the first grade. Uh, he had no childhood, but he got sent home from the first grade. Uh, Those two things contradict one another. Like, he was trying to say, like, I was born... I was never a child. I was born a man. Always been an adult. Well, then he I says he in was, the first grade. I don't think he, it didn't feel like he was being figurative. I think he was at the beginning was trying to sell himself as like this, this, this monstrous creature. I mean, whenever Gary Busey talks, you assume he's speaking literally. That's probably true. That might no be matter what is. nonsense comes out of it. Yeah. You believe that Gary Busey can it's make that It's the same happen. thing I was saying when Willem Dafoe speaks, you think that it's nefarious, <laughs> yes. right? It's gotta be. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like anything Jennifer Tilly says you think is seductive. She's yeah. like, my hemorrhoids hurt. And I'm like, ooh, what does that mean? <laughs> She's like, they're really itching me today. And I'm like, Jennifer Tilly, stop the dirty talk. Oh. Uh, Want to make a much more? Uh, yeah, so Mr. Fish is, is background and also saxophone. Fantastic. <laughs> I forgot about the saxophone. <laughs> uh so then jacob tutu won't scream at the end of his song so he uh has to go to the office which i love that he is literally carrying him out of the arena mm-hmm. but then when they get to the office him and his dog are sitting seated at the desk and then jacob walks in <laughs> like he put him down in front of here and is like come in in 30 seconds <laughs> slam the door behind him quickly Got behind the desk, positioned himself to be all <sighs> angry, angry, angry. Come in. Yes, I am the hooded fang. I'm going to feed you to crocodiles. <laughs> um, and then he takes off the mask and he's just like got weird makeup on. Yeah. And it's great. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he just breaks his hands across the makeup and just, I don't think that the, the that that was supposed to happen. No, that was abusive. He totally, he totally fucked up that makeup, and somebody offset was. I spent seven hours on that. Nah, not that long. That was a bit of a stretch, yeah. but 
Somebody spent a lot of time trying to make that, and then Gary Busey was like, ah, fuck it. It's the opposite of Michael Keaton in Batman Returns. You don't know what I'm talking about? So there's like that real famous continuity thing where like he's talking to, to I think, Michelle Pfeiffer or whatever. No, oh, not the- Michelle Pfeiffer. Whoever is love interested is in it. Michelle and- Pfeiffer. She's no. Catwoman. Yeah, I don't think. Does it, when, is, that, is he talking to her when he rips his hood off? Like he rips the rubber hood off? Yeah, because okay. it's, it's the end of the movie. He just, uh, okay. Christopher Walken has either just died or is about to die. Okay. Anyway, so he's look, talking to her and he's looking in her eyes as Batman. And he obviously, he's got his Batman mask and then he's got black mascara all over his eyes. Mm-hmm. And then he rips it off, and then and, yeah, it's, it's nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's like the most famous like continuity error or whatever. It's like the opposite of that. Yeah, It's like what he would have looked like had they left it on there. I also love that like his armor is bulletproof, but it just peels off like rubber in that scene. I was always amazed by that. Yeah. Oh, amazed. Like that technology. Yeah, <laughs> that's that definitely. Great. I know. I was thinking about uh, Michael Keaton today because I was thinking about Multiplicity today. which I, led saw, me the, to ba- I saw the DVD, uh, yeah. and I was like, I need that. Which led me to multiplicity again but uh i was thinking they they say like you can tell someone's age by asking them who their batman is and i think that's totally true because michael keaton is my batman yeah um i grew up with michael keaton he's great he was a great batman but i think nolan's uh nolan's bail has taken over as my no it's absurd i'm batman pray to me <laughs> so stupid it's it's laughable. Oh, come on. Those, no, it's laughable. Those first two movies are great. I'm not saying the movies are bad. I'm saying that Chris, uh, that uh, uh, Bale's voice in that is ridiculous. Eh. It's ridiculous. ridiculous in a great way. No. No. It's laughable. Like, I feel like it would have been better had they what laughed What if Michael Keaton face? is like, here, I'm Michael Keaton. I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm Batman. Just slightly, slightly deeper than Michael Keaton. Yeah, I feel like that's what a real person would do. No. Mm-hmm. I, when I was a wrestler of the backyard type, so you're doing. I got real guttural and talked about what I was gonna do and pluck out people's eyeballs. <laughs> you just turned into a pirate there at the end. Arr. <laughs> uh So Jacob Tutu then starts getting mysterious munch bars mm-hmm. given to him as a gift from a friend. Yeah. Um, and he gets sentenced to the fog factory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, and then probably about this point is shit when happens. I get I get foggy on it. I don't know if it's relevant. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> shit happens. Like they try to rescue. He does shit. Uh, None of this is really relevant, right? It doesn't okay, matter. good. I was making sure that Here's I didn't. What miss I want to talk big. about: Gary Busey yelling at this kid, like right in his face, take after take after take. Like that kid has to ha- had to have nightmares for years after this movie. I said I thought I Gary recognized Busey him. Yelling at him. I didn't say I think about him now. Like I don't think <laughs> that I've seen him now, so I don't know where he is. Uh, I think he was in like Warehouse 13 or something. Like I looked him up on IMDb, he didn't disappear. Hmm. Um. So Jacob Tutu ends up getting to Gary Busey the hooded fang and puts together that he's been giving him these candy bars yeah he realizes that the the, all the bad guys who've been following him are like real bad guys but the hooded fang like seemingly hasn't been because he's not afraid he's not afraid of sunlight no and all the other ones explode 
so before before we get to that though, before that he he outs the hooded fang, and the hooded fang not literally, he the hooded fang says that he. Uh, says, you mean not literally, figuratively? Not literally, figuratively. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, Gary Busey confides in him that he just wants to pretend to be uh, a bad guy because he got laughed at when he was little and he didn't like it and he doesn't want people to laugh at him. Yeah, he doesn't like getting laughed at mm-hmm. in the ring. Uh, and how do they discover how does he discover the sunlight deal i don't understand that i i think that there was like accidentally some sunlight and somebody went eh i there were kids running around not acting very well so i checked out a little bit right Mm -hmm. before the end yeah Uh, but uh miss fowl explodes real good she does a good (laughs) meh Take just to the camera. And pops then, into feathers. Gary Busey's like, Miss Fowl popped into feathers. Like, all my friends are gone. <laughs> uh, but Mr. Fish has bad CGI fish coming out of him. And then I noticed, like, when they're like, where'd the hooded fang go? And they see, like, his mask on the ground. Mm-hmm. There's a fish flopping on the floor. I don't think that was a CGI fish. I think that was a real fish flopping on dry cement. It was a trained fish, bro. Oh, okay. That's it was... Good. Apparently Canada doesn't have PETA. No, I guess not. Yeah. Uh, and everybody explodes. Yeah. The hooded fang confides again in, in Jacob Tutu. Yeah. And we... Jake, Jacob Tutu tells him to be a clown. Yes. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I'm going to take my advice in my life and career aspirations from a six-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, then he wakes up, and there's the Annie M, and you were there, and you were there kind of moment. Uh, and then just th- there was a bus earlier that said, who, where did the hooded Fango? Mm-hmm. And there's a new one that says, Fango the Clown. Yes. Oh, my God. How much would you pay for a Fango the Clown movie? Because for me, it would be a lot. <laughs> Gary Busey as a child children's clown? Mm-hmm. Yes. It sounds terrifying. I want that movie. <laughs> I I love Jacob Tutu. This is this met totally met my expectations. Uh it's kind of boring in the middle just like most children's movies. It, it definitely had that middle lag. When the I'm kids have to be heroes yeah. and they like kind of when the writer's not good and doesn't know that children can't deliver lines mm-hmm. and like a lot of the the plot revolves around children talking. And a lot of it was uh, AD, like bad ADR. There were there were kids who they were ADR because their voices were whatever. Uh, but yeah, like girl, there was like this girl who like was his friend, who like in some scenes was totally talking to them, and in some scenes was like it was totally ADR. Her lips did not match at all, and it sounded awkward, sounded weird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, I I enjoyed my time with Jacob Tutu meets the Hooded Fang. Um, yeah, as I said, it's the same as every kids movie yeah. to me because I've seen I think a whole lot more. Uh, I've seen better that I can legitimately enjoy. I've seen way worse. Um, but for weird factor, I'm think this is up there for sure. I I will totally watch Ice T <laughs> and Gary Busey sing. <laughs> All the time, any day of the week. I 
Those, those memories will be burned in my head in the best way. I imagine that this is the only movie that that happens in with those two <laughs> together singing. I think I'm upset we didn't. We missed out on a duet, though. Yeah. That's a little They sad. don't have any scenes together. That'd be great. No. Oh, uh, We also visited Jacob Tutu versus The Hooded Fang. Yes, episode one of Jacob Tutu, the 2003 Canadian uh, cartoon. So I started off and gave you my opinion of the film which apparently is a remake. <laughs> Your thoughts on the cartoon? Uh, it's a standard cartoon. I think it's, this it's, is below standard cartoon. Okay. I mean, it's it's fine. Uh, little Jacob Tutu looks like little Tim Burton. He does look like little Tim Burton. I can <laughs> see that. He looks like the kid from Frank and Weenie. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I could see that. Yeah, um, and he kind of sounds like a bad Macaulay Culkin. Maybe. Um, so the uh, this is more about like his family life in this one. So like you see him and his all of his siblings, mm-hmm. uh, and there's they wake him up and there's a high pitched screech, and that's something that they nailed with this because my fucking kids will not stop screeching at the top of their lungs, and it's painful and it splits <laughs> through your ears, and I fucking hate it. All kids do it. Yeah. And they're the worst. Yeah. Kids are kids don't experience emotion like they live it. They <laughs> Yeah. They channel emotion at the top of their lungs, no matter what emotion it is. Uh so yeah, he he doesn't want him to uh have a bedroom with his brother Noah anymore. Uh, so he he gets the attic, and if he can stay a full night in the attic, that can be his new bedroom. Uh, I th- you you missed a big part for me to explain why I think that this is not good. In that, the very first joke, if you would call it a joke, is that his older brother puts toothpaste on his nose. Uh, he walks to the bathroom, and they stand and wait for the bathroom because there's five kids. Uh, and he stands there for a few minutes talking to them, and then. The group ask him in unison, what's on your face? And he takes some off his nose and puts it in his mouth and says it's toothpaste. And that's where the pause is for a big laugh. Because yeah. that was the joke. That is the quality of joke that you're getting in this show. Well, you shouldn't eat toothpaste. So they had to teach t- kids to eat toothpaste. At the end, they teach kids to steal mom's makeup. <laughs> so that's good. Uh so he is sent he's he wants his own room so he goes upstairs you said that right yeah and the first night uh he is visited by a raccoon and does not make it uh so he's going to he's going to try again mhm meanwhile his dad has gotten them tickets to go see the big wrestling match uh it wasn't whiplash what star whip something like that something i don't remember some the big face versus the hooded fang. Yes. Uh, Played and, by Bret Hart. Who, yes. Speaking of not l- having any emotion, or the opposite, I guess. Because there's no emotion that comes from this performance at all. So, at, by this point, he'd had, I think, like, th- three seizures and a stroke. So, maybe cut him a little bit of slack. Okay, but I won't cut the show slack for hiring him. <laughs> no. <laughs> like... 
And it was weird because it, sometimes he sounds exactly like Bret Hart and sometimes he doesn't. It does sound like that. It's weird. Uh, but please don't mistake that for meaning that he was like making a good acting choice <laughs> or something like that. This isn't like when you're like, can you believe Colin Farrell is actually Irish? That's crazy. It's not like that. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's like, uh, oh God, who was the, I fucked it up. Gladiator. Russell Crowe. Yeah. He's going to make a Russell Crowe's Australian joke. Mm-hmm. Because he always sounds as an Australian. Um, okay. Good one. Yay! <laughs> I get where you were going with that. It would have been funny had you not fucked it yeah, up. Yeah, if, if I had formulated it before I opened my mouth, mm-hmm. it might have been all right. Good. <laughs> I don't really have any notes other than... Uh, so it ends... So he, he, he befriends... Gary. Yes. Who is the hooded fang and he's scared uh to to be in the big match. Uh so then he teaches him a lesson that you shouldn't be scared. Mm-hmm. You should face your fears. Yep. And then the hooded fang uh brings Jacob Tutu to the ring and he says, I'm gonna fight this kid and then he's like, Hey, it's me, it's Gary. Go along with it. And then, so I'm like, okay, this is wrestling. Yes, this is where I know going wrestling. To... Mm-hmm. I know is exactly what's going to happen. He's going to let the kid throw one punch mm-hmm. and get knocked out and get the one, two, three count. It writes itself. That is exact. That is everything that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Write it up. Let's do this. Instead, he goes, no, nah, I'm just kidding. This is Jacob Tutu. He's my friend and who I go to for wrestling advice. And then reaches into the audience and like eight. Down. Like eight rows into the audience Mm -hmm. he would have to be 200 feet tall yeah i mean it is a cartoon to sit him in the audience uh the only thing that i have that about this is that in this literally two times because i looked for it he repeated things four four large sodas and four popcorns please that's one four large sodas and four popcorns one more it's when he's talking to Gary, isn't it? I no. don't remember the line. Uh, oh, if I I might have missed one then, but right at the very beginning when he's explaining why they call him Jacob Tutu, it's because he has to ask for things twice in order to get it. So he says, Daniel, Daniel, That's trying right, to get yeah. his attention. I do remember that one. I feel like there's one when he, when Gary come, is going out to his car. He might. But here's the, again the thing. Yeah. You can't name a character... That's he has suppo- one gimmick. Yes, that's his thing. And he did it two times in 22 minutes and a half a dozen times throughout an hour and a half movie. How many times does Bugs Bunny say, what's up, Doc? Uh, way, way more. <laughs> At than... least three times in six minutes. Yeah, and his name isn't even Bunny, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great day. <laughs> Yo, I'm Bunny, what's up? <laughs> what's happening, my man? Bunny, what's up? Um, he has yeah. a big Flava Flav clock around his neck. Yeah. Yeah. Bunny, what's up? Oh. Um, so, he Jacob. Wear, he wears rings that say, what's up? Like those big knuckle I like that. His knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jacob Tutu, the movie or the cartoon, Justin? Uh, the movie. The movie, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Way better. Yeah. Not going to be. I've watched the Jacob Tutu cartoon with my kids, and they were both. I was like, you guys want to watch another one? And they were like, not really. I was like, good. Me neither. <laughs> Let's. Watch Let's watch mu- some He-Man. Let's watch Multiplicity. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's better than He-Man. Um, so I started a new Stephen King book. 
Okay. Uh, I started the stand. Do you know anything about it? Uh, that's wait. That's the like five part one, right? Um, it's like five. It was like five mini books or put together into no, one. No, I think one. you're thinking of Dark the Dark Tower. Tower. I've heard of the stand. So the stand, it, the, I did the edition that added like 400 pages. All right. <laughs> Which I love. Like that's two books, one book for another author, and this is his expand version with a. 1100 pages yeah uh to be fair that's like only two-thirds of a george rr R. martin book yeah uh anyway it's a big book is my point mm-hmm. uh it's a big boy it's a big book uh and so it's about the apocalypse kind of coming from the flu okay and i've been meta reading because i'm starting to get a cold to where like my nose is running and like my throat's sore as i'm reading about like the entire world collapsing around this flu yeah and You're that's like, about the end of my story. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I'm dying. That's about the end of my story, really. But I... <laughs> that's meta-reading? Isn't it? I don't know. When you said meta-reading, I thought you were, like, trying to look up, like, very carefully with, in a spoiler-free way, look up things online or something. No. Hmm. All right. Hmm. I watched Hostel first. Because I wanted to get it out of the way, and then Jacob Tutu was my treat. <laughs> this is the only time in the history of the podcast I've watched them quote out of order. No, you did it with Jack Frost, remember? You liar. You told me that you didn't want to get in and put in the DVD for Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. So you watched Jack Frost first. Because Weird. it was streaming. Oh, yeah. You're right. Liar. Ah, you remember <laughs> weird things. <laughs> But okay. <laughs> like, if I told this story 12 times, I don't know. I'm going to do it again. There's this minute detail <laughs> that Justin said once in one podcast. I'm totally going to fucking nail him. One of these days, I'm going to fucking nail him. Liar. On that Jack Frost bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> Jack Frost is so great. It is great. I love Jack Frost. Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. Mm, not so much. Um, okay, so. Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a shitty meal that just has a great dessert. Yeah. <laughs> like, that like makes... oh, what can I get to wash that out of my mouth? Oh, oh hello. I know what I can have. Garbage day. <laughs> Garbage day. <laughs> <laughs> now everything's better. Yep. Uh, thank you, Eric Freeman, for that. Um, so, Hostel. Give me a synopsis. Tell me what your thoughts are. And then, most importantly, tell me. If this was everything that you had feared or or give me your your state of mind after this. So speaking of a movie with a car stunt that almost hit somebody and seemed ill advised. Uh, Hostel is about some whiny no character people because they're written by Eli Roth who are just douchebags. Uh, well, you mean our antagonists, right? Yeah, no. Oh, these no. are the people we're supposed to relate oh, to. Oh, this is the protagonist. Yeah, that these, is, are, these are the people we're supposed to care that about. That are unbearable douchebags. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you did say it's a Neil Roth movie. Yeah. Okay. It makes sense now. Yeah. I am so dumb. Uh, non-humans <laughs> uh, are backpacking across Europe, and they find that someone tells them about this great place where uh, the, the pussy flows like wine. Usually the wine flows like something else, but the pussy flows like wine in this place, which is weird. It's a weird thing to say. I don't know why he said it. Uh, he doesn't say it. That's how I like my vaginas <laughs> is runny. Yeah. 
It's like, oh, the dis- there's a discharge. <laughs> oh, that must a, mean she's happy. That's, that's the word that I never want to hear is discharge. No, the word you never want to hear is vagina. <laughs> but in any context, the word discharge has yeah, never been never, associated with anything good. positive. Discharge should re- replace the word moist is the word that nobody wants to hear. Right, because like it's either medical, like, oh, it, it discharged, that's never good. <laughs> or it's like uh, the officer discharged his weapon yeah. into the back th- of a I black think, teenager 17 I think... times. <laughs> An unarmed black teenager. <laughs> Uh, I uh, think they use it too to mean to terminate someone, like yeah. their job of their employment. I think they say they've been just dis- yeah, yeah, discharged is a bad it's, word. It's not a good word at all. No. Uh, yeah. And- I'm trying to come up with a context in which it would be positive. Like if you beat cancer, you didn't discharge the cancer. No. No. No, you There's- did not. <laughs> I stacked old cancer. You are discharged. <laughs> and it was like, okay. And it left my body yeah. of its own accord. Well, we've all seen those those uh, haunted movies where like the exorcist comes in and discharges the demon. Nope, mm-hmm. that doesn't nope. happen. <laughs> Not a good thing. But uh, I don't know. I'm trying to make. I can't find the joke. You know what's you know what's great about credit cards discharge right here i don't know <laughs> okay that's good that's I'm failing at jokes that's today. what it's it fun. feels like when a segment crashes and burns huh <laughs> that bit right there just ground to a halt mm, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if bit's the right word <laughs> anyway i think you're overselling it a yeah. bit by calling it a bit so uh you were just you were they they you we were we started get, describing pussy yeah <laughs> uh people get murdered and yeah shit happens uh yeah this 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 movie was awful and okay so here are the reasons i never wanted to watch it right a uh i'd seen like i think it was in the trailer or something where they have the bolt cutters to the toe mm-hmm. and like squeezing and, and I was you, like I don't want to see that yeah because you're going to see that because everybody talks about how horrific this movie is and yeah. gory you're going to see a severed toe yeah right you're going to see that happen in real time yep nope they just cut away of course they do uh, and I heard there was some eyeball stuff mm-hmm. some of the worst effects like makeup effects I've ever seen mm-hmm. I totally in agree a movie with this kind of budget it's awful it looks horrible it looks god awful completely terrible her whole face looks terrible in the worst ways not terrible in a great way like oh that looked terrible it was perfect no no it looked terrible it looked yeah that that's not what a human's face looked like when they had their eye gouged out oh you mean it doesn't somehow turn into a solid hole like it doesn't instantly heal itself over right with no like, hole where the eye socket he cuts, is? He cuts off the eye, and then there's just like a pocket where some ooze, some pus oozes out. There's a discharge. <laughs> nice to bring it back. You just mm-hmm. saved yourself. Yep. Good. Uh, yeah, you are correct with everything you said. Let's dive in yeah. closer. Um, so we immediately meet 
are uh, no, 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 no. Even we, before we that, we get assaulted with early two thousands butt rock. No, okay, we get assaulted, and then we get your favorite title, uh, your favorite credit card, written and directed by Eli Roth. Yes, <laughs> it's not a credit card. Credit card. <laughs> Uh, um, so yeah, that was when I knew you, I was like, Justin's going to dig this. And we get an Eloroth cameo kind of right off the bat. We do. Uh, and then immediately just get assaulted. Hold on. Let me make sure that please pay attention to the, what I'm saying here. You immediately get assault by faggots. Yes. <laughs> And what I mean by that is, that is not Russ saying that here. I am saying the characters are throwing that word around like it is confetti or it's beads in Mardi Gras. So the whole front front of the movie, they say faggot, 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 all over, okay? And then there's a scene on a train where a guy rubs his leg and he goes, get off me, freak. And I'm like, you had the chance to say the word. (laughs) That was the perfect opportunity to say that not that awful word you've been throwing around like it was nothing. Here you might it might have a tiny bit of context and be just the perfect word that you're searching for in that moment. Nope. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This movie. That's how brilliant of of a writer Eli Roth is. (laughs) It made me think again. Like we've had this conversation that we're the last generation that I think to use the word gay to mean stupid or dumb hopefully um you know and i think most of us have corrected that so here's my question this was 13 years ago at this point Mm -hmm. had we gotten past that no that was that was i feel like the height of it the early 2000s i think was the height of gay being bad and and the non-fuck f-word which I just said 20 times, but for some reason decided not to say it there. Well, I I agree. No, I, I totally get what you're saying, because yeah. I started off by saying it, but I'm saying it in the context of putting it in... I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> putting it in the context... This is the audio guy. <laughs> I'm getting excited here. Like, uh, Ooh, we're talking about facts. <laughs> <laughs> that one was questionable. That one was it questionable. It was used for comedic effects. <laughs> Probably still not right. Um, but no, that was me. Stand by it. That was me speaking as the characters in this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm with you. And so that's the thing. Like, I don't know if it's fair to criticize him for that. If that's the mentality at the time, it's it's lazy though, because it's like it doesn't exactly ring true. Oh shit! Eli Roth does for faggot what Quentin Tarantino does for the word that even in this context I'm still not comfortable saying. Sure, it's a little Django-ish. It's a little Django-ish. That's what he was trying to do. But at least at least there, it's kind of... It's not like he says it a lot in Pulp Fiction, you know? What? It's Quint Tarantino himself says it a lot in Pulp Fiction. Uh, sure. Remember the dead nitroglycerin yeah. storage? Yeah, okay. All right, sure. Yeah. <laughs> So they've all they both just picked an awful word. No, I just... think Eli Roth was trying to to emulate him. I I'm probably giving him way too much credit. I think yeah. he's just a frat boy douchebag. I think Eli Roth was like these guys are, are college age party people, except for this old like fifty year old man, yeah. <laughs> who is just happens to be hanging out with them. He is way too old for them, and he says he has a wife and kids. And yeah, stuff. He said he was married for eight years. So the first step was like, 
he's supposed to be the same age? Fuck that. That's there's zero chance he's the same age. And then they do say like he's been married for eight. He was married for eight years, and he has a daughter and everything. I was like, okay, that's slightly better. Uh, but yeah, I I think that he was just trying to establish them as college age party types. Yeah, I feel like this was Eli Roth and his friends, though. Probably. Yeah, that's the vibe that I get. Uh, so they end up uh going out and they end up going to a brothel, right? Uh, yes. So they go to the brothel, uh, and the two, uh, the old guy and the cool one, Josh. Is Josh the one with darker skin? AC Slater. AC Slater. Mm-hmm. Let's just go with AC Slater. Yeah. Uh, they have a threesome, uh, and I don't know the technical position, but there's one being filleted and one doggy style, and they high five. If which they high five, it's Eiffel Tower. There you go. Otherwise, it's Chinese fingertips. So they are. Uh, they high five and you're seeing this in silhouette and I put the note here I don't think that I could participate in a threesome no the, uh, the devil's threesome yeah or any threesome I I would like to think that I could participate in a male female female one but I think I'm too self-conscious yeah. to be able to really do it and then I'd be worried about two females feelings right. like I don't think I could like, when I show someone my penis for the first time, I do it almost apologetically. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I could have a threesome, let alone or like even be in the same room with my friends and try to get an erection. No. Uh, I have done that. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't think I could do. Is it because I don't? I don't find myself attractive. Like, if I was buff, would I be like, I want a, another buff dude to have sex with this girl while I'm having sex with her? I, is it a homophobic... not self-confident. Is it a homophobic thing? I don't think it's a homophobic I know, thing. I don't know where your brain is, man. I, you said the same thing for you. I, uh, I'm trying because, to dissect for this. For me, it's because he's definitely bigger than me. I don't know who it is. He's probably bigger than me. Yeah. And that's not good. I don't... Oh, is she enjoying him more? That's that's not that's not a thought you want to hear. You want no, it's not. And with two girls, then it's they're probably going to get bored of me and just take care of each other. Yeah, I'm just in the corner watching like creep at that point. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't feel like I'm ever going to participate in a threesome. Yeah. Okay. I well, feel like with my self confidence, it's. It would start out as a threesome and end as a as a twosome. It would end up with you shooting baskets and looking over your yeah. shoulder randomly. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> still well, okay. I'm just over here. You guys doing good? Okay. I'm they, gonna, they might need a water. Need to hydrate. <laughs> I'm gonna go put some. I'm gonna go put some bagel bites in the microwave. If you guys want any for after. Bagel bites you gotta put in the oven, man. You gotta get that crunch. Okay. Okay. They're gonna... It takes longer. It's worth the wait. <laughs> okay, so they have Totino's pizza rolls. You can throw those are those are garbage. You can throw those in the microwave. Oh, okay, they'll be a little cold in the center, but whatever. <laughs> um, so uh, AC Slater finishes and is dressed in like four seconds. Yeah, and pops out, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, that was awesome. We're the biggest douchebags in the world. Yeah. Your turn. Let's go on to our next thing." Well, no, then it's that they make. Oh yeah, they make him go. Josh or I don't know what. White guy. Uh, Yeah, Uh, white American 
they're like, your turn. And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, and then he bolts. When she takes off her bra, he bolts. Um, so they end up going out to some other bars. Yeah. Right? And they end up getting back to their hostel. Mm-hmm. They get back to their hostel and they get told. Well, it's, how it's, do they end up moving it's on? It's locked. And uh, apparently yes, yes, yes. Yes. So AC Slater starts yelling in uh, Dutch. And then Oli, who is the old guy, starts singing in Dutch. So apparently his gimmick is he just knows the national song or a very common song in probably every language to pick up chicks. It's mm-hmm. probably, I mean, it's effective. Yeah, it works for him. Yeah. So then they, they find a random stranger who's like, come up with me. Mm-hmm. This movie is just like, I I understand why people enjoy this movie now. I, I still don't. I enjoy people in understand uh, really like the first half because... There are 183 tits in this movie. <laughs> there is that one woman with one breast, mm-hmm. which is how you get that 183. Yeah. That's an awkward scene. Well, they're they're watching uh, Total Recall on the... Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Three-boob lady. Um, so they end up going into this other hostel. Uh-huh. Uh, these attractive women or happen to be getting dressed at the same time right. this is the, he t- he tells them go to this part in slovakia yep. they love americans they'll fuck americans yes that that he gets hit on the train in the yeah. meantime right mm-hmm. so he gets hit on the train by this 50 year old dude creepy uh, guy who eats with his hands uh and they go to this hostel in slovakia they meet up with uh these girls that are it's super co-ed room. Yep. They're super uh, liberal about showing their breasts and hanging out in the jacuzzi topless and things like that. So this is the best place ever. It's a sauna, but yeah. And they do you not know the difference between water and air. <laughs> that you sometimes try to breathe and realize that you can't. You're like, oh, this must be water. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. I've never really been good at swimming. It's been a problem for me. I'm more of a floater. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, been my strategy. Yeah. Um, so we, they end up going to Slovakia. They're there, and they get redirected to an art gallery. They want to go to an art gallery. Nope. You have skipped the entire, most of the like first half of the second act. Okay. So uh, they go to a nightclub. And uh, they pair off. Um, AC Slater gets the blonde. Mm-hmm. Uh, blonde American gets the brunette. Mm-hmm. And uh, Oli gets the checkout clerk. And they have sex in the same room, which is awkward. Uh, including, like, he's basically fucking this girl. And then Ollie starts trying to, like, fake fucking him from behind. I, I get the dude bros are dude bros, but would dude bros really do that? I don't know. I've never been a dude bro. The thing that really don't like about this portion of the film, and I don't remember exactly, there's one shot in particular where they're like in a bar, and I think it's like the, the uh, use your words. You know, every once in a while when you just forget what a word is, <laughs> uh, like, uh, 
Like, what are those things? They look like, they look like, they're kind of like a cow, and you ride them, but mechanical bull. Me- not a mechanical bull. I mean, they're alive. They're a live animal, and they're big. And cowboys rode them, but it's not a cow because you think horse? a cowboy, a horse. That's the that's the word right there. Uh, it's not a horse. It's a person that serves you drinks at a bar. Whore. <laughs> Uh, I can see how you get those confused. Bartender. There you go. Uh, so there's like the female bartender, okay. and the camera checks out this bartender. Yes. No, it's not the bartender. It's the checkout lady when she's giving them the keys. Okay, I yeah, that's what Marianne, it is. Marianne watched until the shot of the toe, and then yeah. she was like, you need to pause this because I'm leaving. But uh, the camera checks her out. The camera goes it, down to her ass and then goes you the, co- the counter covers half of it, so you get to see half of her ass. And it's not like she's wearing sensible clothing, so you don't really get to see anything. No, you're just looking at a average. I guess you're always POV at that point. Like you, the camera becomes the creeper. I feel like Eli Roth just might have been on camera at that point. <laughs> it's the only time the whole movie they do that. It's weird, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It it doesn't help the whole dude bro. No. Uh, 2018 f bomb. Yeah. Thing. So then they wake up, and Oli is gone. Mm-hmm. And so is one of the Asian girls, uh, and apparently they left together. He checked out, Yep. and they left together. Uh, and we have a new guy behind the counter. Yes. Uh, who's Jonah Ray? Is that? No. It could okay. be Jonah Ray, though, really, right? Okay. <laughs> because the guy from Suits is in this, and I was like, hey, it's the guy from Suits. <laughs> But that's way later. Yeah. Um, so he goes looking for him. There's like a ragtag group of of kids that run the streets. Uh, yeah. You have to get pay off candy or they're going to hurt you or your vehicle or something. Yeah. Or give him a dollar. Or give him a dollar. Yeah. But long story short, A.C. Slater ends up drugged. Okay. So, yeah, I'll leave. The, then we like... They, they get a second picture of Ollie, and it says that he went home, and then they cut to that same shot, and it's just his head, uh, and you see, like, the murder factory for the first time. Mm-hmm. So then the four of the, the two girls and the two Americans go out and party again. Obviously, they slip something in their drinks, because he, the uh, blonde American, has to go and pass out. In his room. And uh, A.C. Slater. Why don't we call him Zach Morris? I like that. Why would we not? Let's go back and re-record this whole episode. And so Zach Morris uh, (laughs) passes out. I know it's Zach Morris. You've been referring to him as this the the entire time. Yep. Those were almost words there. (laughs) Uh, And then A.C. Slater uh, is so wasted looking for the bathroom that he passes out. In the refrigerator locker thing. So. He did not get hit in the head with salami. He did not. No. no. He uh, he was too drunk. You know why? He wouldn't find the salami. Because he ate a fag. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to let that hang in the air there. <laughs> that was him saying that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this whole time, like, you, you've been thinking, like, We've been following Zach Morris this whole time. Zach Morris is our protagonist. Yep. And AC Slater and Tall Weirdo Subverted. are his friends. 
yeah, subverted. <laughs> Cut to him in torture chamber. And this is when I checked the time, and there was still like 50, 55 minutes left. And I was like, fuck, two-thirds of this movie is going to be them torturing this guy. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Okay, I can't. I'm a, it was actually uh, when they cut off, they cut his Achilles to his Achilles tendons. That, off camera. Yeah, that that's when Marianne was like, "I can't do, I can't watch yeah, this." It's off camera. Yeah, but they do show like they cut to him like trying to stand up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the gore in this isn't very gory. No, it's not. Like it's notorious. Like it started torture porn. Blah blah blah. This is not bad. Uh, okay. It's so bad. My, it's in, it's bad. It's terrible. Yeah. It's not gory. Yeah. In my mind, this is where it's going to start. This is where the torture porn is going to start. Mm-hmm. And that's so I wrote the note. Who watch, Why do people watch this? So take it away, Russ. Why do people like Saw? I get Saw had a good storyline. Mm-hmm. It was a little torture porny. Um, this did not have a good anything. And was kind of the torture porn. And then, you know, we've talked about on the other extreme of that, the whole Japanese genre, and you watched that one, and it was awful. Um, but why do why would people watch these torture porn movies? I don't think I have a great answer for that. I mean, I've watched them because I feel like it's in the genre, and I want to consume the whole genre, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I don't... I, I don't think I have a great answer for it. I don't, I don't have a big in-depth thing. I mean, ever, they, there's entire books and philosophies and dissertations written on and we've talked about it a little bit before about mm-hmm. following the waves of things and this is post 9-11 so you're recapturing your ability to understand and feel pain and things like that which maybe on a little bit of a level there's some truth to that but there was also the waterboarding thing and how much can we torture terrorists yep, and things like that yep for sure um that being said i don't think eli roth thought about any of that shit when he made no. this movie no. no it's just a matter of why it hit america's conscience or I'm sorry, consciousness or subconscious at that point. Um, I don't have a good answer for you. I'm not going to pretend that that I do. I would much rather. Did we just my tummy went all rumbly? I hope that 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 caught (laughs) it. He's not very loud noise. He's not standing up either, folks. The camera is right by his face, so that distance. Yep, I'm speaking into a camera right now. Not good at air, water, sight, sound. Horses, bartenders, <laughs> same thing. You ride them both. <laughs> um, so he's dead. Zach yeah. Morris is dead. I before Zach Morris dies, he keeps leaving notes for Oli. Why does he write them diagonally? I don't know. Like four like he of them. Keeps, he keeps he keeps writing all these notes, and he he hands him a post-it note. And so you're like, okay, here's the square. I know how I know how everything works. I know how space works, how I'm going to maximize my space. He writes them all diagonally. It is the weirdest fucking thing. You uh, had a thing you were going to say. That I did. Bad. So right when he stands up, uh, his you see his Achilles uh, rip, pull apart, mm-hmm. and he falls on the ground. I was so excited when you referenced Wizard of Oz earlier, okay. because this music sounds so much like the Wicked, West, w- <laughs> Wicked Witch of the West music. <laughs> yes. it sounds exact i rewound it like three times and then i pulled up on youtube the video the sound and i was like it is pretty close that's exactly what it sounds like they drop to the ground and he starts when he's trying to crawl away and he Mm -hmm. thinks he might make it it sounds like the wicked witch Hmm. 
that's pretty dumb. It was terrible. Yeah. Like, it was so close. I thought, like, is this it? And I listened to it. No, it's not it. But it is definitely... If it wasn't a conscious thing, it was absolutely in that composer's mind when he did that. So now AC Slater comes to, uh, and he is gonna f- he's gonna find his friends. Uh, so he chases down the he go he goes back to the room and he had checked out, and he's like, "That's weird. I don't want to check out. Can I have my room back?" And they're like, okay, well, I guess that is weird. Sure, here's your room back. And then he goes in and he sees two girls getting dressed, two completely different girls, mm-hmm. and they say the same thing that the other two girls They're said. both putting on their, their shirts at the exact same time when they walk mm-hmm. in so that the breasts were seen. Yep. And they're like, hey, you want to go to the spa? We're going to go to the spa. Or jacuzzi. Like, That's what the last girl They call said. it a jacuzzi. They, they never say the word jacuzzi <laughs> once. That is an American brand. <laughs> uh, so AC Slater's on to something weird is going on. He's like, on. this is weird. Mm-hmm. And then the kids steal his phone. So now he's phoneless. Mm-hmm. So he has to, he goes to the police and the police are like, well, lots of people just kind of leave. That's what happens here. Uh, but we'll call you at the hostel because you lost your phone like an idiot. Uh, if we need if we find him. And so then he finds the the women's, tracks them down somehow. I don't even remember how. Well, Slovakia only has a population of 45. Okay. He, like, walks into a bar and there they are. Yeah. Uh, and so then they take him to this art show that yes. they all went to see. Mm-hmm. Which is not an art show. It is nope. the, the murder yep. brigade. And he sees Zach Morris's being sewn up he's dead uh and he's like by by the guy that hit on him on the butt on the train by the way that's that's the his murderer Mm -hmm. um yep so he gets knocked out and comes to and there is uh squeak from basketball is going to be the one murdering him (laughs) it's a very tall squeak he wouldn't be called little bitch he'd be like Slightly above average tall bitch. Okay. But you can see it. Sure. Yeah. But this now, okay, we had our protagonist, Mm -hmm. Zach Morris. Who we hated. Who we hated. The guy that he freaked out about on the train, who Mm -hmm. was freaky. Mm -hmm. And now we're done with them. Mm -hmm. And we are, A.C. Slater is now our protagonist. Who we hated more than we did Zach Morris. Yes. And this rando guy is is trying to kill him. Mm Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Um, I like Maniac Cop, which doesn't follow, <laughs> which doesn't follow a typical structure at all. But I feel like Maniac Cop works with that. Uh, this is doesn't try. I don't feel like this was trying to do anything. I think I've said it. I think for every Eli Roth movie, it's like he doesn't do a second draft. I swear he doesn't think that. I don't think he does second drafts. Uh, I've watched, um, you know, I'm into screenwriting and stuff and I watched, uh, Trey and Matt give a lecture. Like they just walked into a school and everyone's like, Oh, it's Trey and Matt. And then they just like gave kind of a lecture on screenwriting and their philosophy is every scene ends with one of two words, but, or because, 
So this movie doesn't do that at all. This movie does what bad movies do. And then? And then? And then? And then? And then? And then? Yeah. That's the whole last third of this movie is just and then. Mm-hmm. I would agree with because, that. Because, okay, he gets his fingers chopped off like immediately. He gets two fingers. He loses two fingers mm-hmm. immediately. And then. Well, that's how he gets out of the cuffs. And then everything happens way too easy after that. Mm-hmm. He escapes way too easy. Well, he escapes. He goes and rescues the girl yep. way too easy. So he escapes by knocking down the guy. He starts a chainsaw, the guy that's going to kill him. Starts a chainsaw. And then, not how chainsaws work, by the way. The chainsaw keeps going at 100%. Yeah. These movie chainsaws, like in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, must have the throttle stuck on or something. Yeah. So he and the well, guy... That's what makes them more torturous. Yes. <laughs> so he ends up falling on it and killing him. Right. But he slips... He slips and falls. Yes. And chops off his own leg. Yep. And then A.C. Slater shoots him in the head. Mm-hmm. And then A.C. Slater shoots the body, like the guard guy in the head. And then he hides under some dead bodies and kills another guy. And then he just walks out. He kind of skulks around, but he just walks out. Mm-hmm. And uh, this girl screams. And he recognizes that it's his Asian girlfriend scream? Something. I I wrote a note of, get out of there, you don't know her. But then he did know her. He did know her. It was the other Asian girl. And this is uh, that's where I said the, the suits guy. He, he goes in and the suits guy talks to him uh, for a bit. And then uh, he winds up being the, the one torturing the girl. Um, every uh, person that works for this company that does the the picking up the clients and things like that dresses in the typical like bad guy uniform which is just dressing all in black with yeah. black leather jacket black suit yeah uh, uh he just conveniently gets a like he shoots everybody with the exception of the incinerator dude who he cleavers in the head mm-hmm. he just he gets a gun the gun runs out runs out of bullets so then he conveniently gets another gun like and then they escape in a car and drive away. And there is one eensy tiny bit of close call with a cop, but then they just run away. Well, there's a close call too where there's like a, a v, they get stopped by the little kids. Yeah. And he has to pay them off to yeah, take care of the group the behind him. That's the only cool part. Um, they plow down the girls. Uh, that sent them up at the and, beginning. And uh, Herpy Guy. And Herpy Guy. Um, and they make their way to the train. So we've already talked about the, the Asian girl uh, has the worst facial appliance ever on, mm-hmm. that they obviously put a dental dam on her eye. You really like dental dams today. I do. Put it on her eye and then just put gore effect over the top of it mm-hmm. with uh, eyeball hanging out. Which he cuts off, and then it discharges. Yes. That's it. That's not how eyeballs work. Nope. And she accidentally sees herself in the mirror, or he see, she sees her reflection, and jumps in front of the train. Which gives him the distraction to get on the train, and everything was way too easy. But the movie's not over yet. It has another easy thing to do, which is he hears the guy talking about how he likes to use his hands to eat. Mm-hmm. 
oh, it's McMurderface. Uh, let me just follow you into the bathroom alone and kill you very easily mm -hmm. with no problems whatsoever. And that's the end of the movie. No. It was a more realistic murder scene in Austin Powers when he, Tom <laughs> Who Arnold. Who does number two work for? <laughs> um, this movie is terrible and Eli Roth is awful. Why was this movie popular? Is it because Quentin Tarantino? I get no. I get it no, sold no, no, tickets because no. Quentin Tarantino's it, name. It was, was on popular it. because it was unique. It was different. I still think the concept is good. The concept of you, there's a group out there that you can pay to kill a human being, and there's dollar amounts associated with Americans are worth this amount, Asian women are worth this amount, locals are worth. It's a great concept. I think yeah. I said the same thing about Cabin Fever. You know, I think the concept could work. They're fine concepts. Sure. Um, but he should really probably try a second draft. Yeah. Don't just, you can, there's erasers. You can, you can tweak things. You don't have to shoot the very first thing you write. All those programs keep a history. You can save multiple <laughs> files. Do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Um. Justin, anything you're missing from Hostel? Did was I it? mention that it's awful? I don't know if we'd touch base on that. It's not good. Uh, was it as nerve wracking? Uh, did you need to hold the fear for it that you? The moment they cut away from the toe shot, I was just like, you knew what? you were okay. Like, yeah. the The goriest thing was the eyeball, and it looked like I was laughing, yeah. basically looking at it. Yep, sucked. Uh, Jacob Tutu or Hostel Justin? Jacob fucking Tutu. Ice T and Gary Busey. I I will never watch Eli Roth and some whiny asshole. <laughs> I would agree with you. <laughs> it's so stupid that I I have to choose Jacob Tutu, but when you put it next to Hostel, I have to go that route. It's so bad. Not good. Uh, want to talk about next week? Next week. So I've been enjoying our little games that we've been playing. <laughs> Yay. So let's play some games. Want to play a game? So Want here's what I have. Off? I have two options over here. Okay. I am going to give you the first movie from both options, and you're going to choose which pairing we're going to do, only knowing one movie. Okay. This is a good game? You're, you're finding out ways to do the same thing multiple different ways. It's cool. I love it. Hey, bring it on. First movie of First option movie. one. Okay. <laughs> a male sex fantasy carried to the point of no return, space period, violent and unnerving exclamation point. Uh, this movie is called Death Game. And there are some weird dice. Uh... One woman who looks like whatever's happening in front of her, she's enjoying it. And the other girl is definitely not enjoying it. And there is a dude tied up. Uh, this, I can't even what is, like tell what's happening with the back of this. There's dice and there's backgammon? <laughs> or is this, a, is this a, about sexy backgammon? <laughs> the object of this game is staying alive. 
So would they just play like Calvin Ball or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like sexy strip Calvin Ball? I. The back of the. It's. There's one man tied up, and then there's just a bunch of. Sexy isn't the right word. <laughs> Blondes, I guess. They're not unattractive, but they're definitely not like, oh, attractive. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're porn stars. They're just blondes who seem to be undressing. And Grizzly Adams is tied up and doesn't seem to like it. I don't know what so the what are we gonna this see? movie is. Write this movie for me. Quick. I told you, it is, it is it's <laughs> Strip Calvin Ball, sexy bag. <laughs> which includes weird face dice and uh, knife backgammon and stripping. Okay. I never really watched or I never really read Calvin and Hobbes. I've... I just made a Calvin and Hobbes reference okay. confidently. Okay, so what do you think would be the pairing with that? You're not going to know, but like you got to you got to put yourself in my mindset. Like, what am I going to give you to go with that to fuck you? Because that's obviously what I'm going to do. Oh, so this is a Jacob Tutu situation. I don't know. You don't know. I, I mean, you don't know what I'm doing. If we're going with thematic, then it could be like. Uh, the game or something like that. The, okay. like the it, That could be the, or it could just be male sex fantasies. Oh, that, or, okay. All right, there you go. <laughs> Did you just have a male sex fantasy? Well, that <laughs> sounded like, oh, or, oh, uh, huh. <clears throat> uh, So that's what you got to do, all right? So this is the game that we're playing now, is you got to figure out what, I'm going to be doing the game, to you. The game. I get it. Mm-hmm, the game. Mm-hmm. Like wrestling. All right. Option fang. two, movie one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they've been bad. Very bad. Uh, it's very bad things. This is a movie that I have not seen that I have heard is great. It's like a, a black comedy. Um. Who did this? Who directed this? The director of this is the star of Shocker, Peter Berg. Peter Berg. All right. Remember the star of Shocker? Yes. Uh, huh. Director of Battlefield, or Battleship. And the rundown. This is, this is a bad photo. Is that Daniel Stern? That is Daniel Stern. Okay. All right. Uh we got John Favreau, Daniel Stern, Christian Slater, Jeremy Piven, and the uh, penis rapist from Seven there, whose name I never remember. The penis rapist? The guy that had the strap on. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't know his name. And Cameron Diaz and somebody else. Yeah. And there's a dog. I've heard good things. Uh, so, let's see. Uh, what could go with something like this? Maybe like uh, two heads in a duffel bag. Okay. Uh, or um, are you going too straight with this, man? Remember, you got to try to think of what I'm doing here. What game am I playing? Lock was it? Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels, or something like that. Okay. Okay. Maybe uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but would you go to comedies? What would I do? That's the thing. That's that's the game you're playing. So right this now. okay. This seems to be about i'm gonna say that this is about like accidental murder like friends 
accidentally commit murder and have to deal with the consequences. Okay. Uh, which I think is also, is that, that's not two heads in a duffel bag. That's like mob stuff, isn't it? Eight heads in a duffel bag? Is it eight heads? It's mob stuff, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, apparently I'm not good at this game. <laughs> I could also only have one movie over here, and, and I'm just going to fuck you no matter what. That's true. Uh, <laughs> it could be any combination that you can come up with. So, I feel like you need to go with one. That here's you're... the thing. Death Game looks terrible. Mm-hmm. It looks awful. Um, But it looks like it might be good awful. It mm-hmm. might be really bad awful. Uh, I think that there is a lot that you could fuck me over on this. But I think maybe by picking this, that is fucking me over itself. I know Very Bad Things is a good movie. I've heard things. Uh, but that could mean that if I pick the good movie, that you're going to pair it with just complete garbage and not in the good way. You've got a Princess Bride situation going on right now, man. You know what I'm talking about? When they poisoned one of the drinks? Yeah, it's the Iocane like, powder. Yeah. Yeah. You've built up a tolerance to really bad movies. I have built up a tolerance, so I will be fine no matter what happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> At lunch today, one of my coworkers, uh, just out of the blue, said, you know what I've learned from your podcast? Horror movies aren't good. <laughs> and I was like, I guess that's what, that's really what I'm learning. Uh, I don't know if I have the best guide, but that from what I, from the, the overall, uh, it's not really an oeuvre, from the selections that have been on this podcast, the horror movies are generally bad is what I'm learning. Uh, I I don't think I can turn down watching very bad things. Okay, so I'm gonna go with very bad things. Final decision. Yep. All right. Second movie, very bad things. Uh, a film by E. L. Katz. It is called Cheap Thrills, and there is a drawing on the front of a very large fist hitting a man, and viscera face viscera is coming out. All over. Uh, a black comic masterpiece. All right. Uh, let's see. Who is in this? Whammy is in this? I know that guy. What do I know this guy from? It's Pat Healy. That's that's not helpful. You're welcome. <laughs> what, do, what else would I know Pat Healy from? What would you know him from? Sure. I don't know. Thanks. He's the coolest guy in the world. Again, helpful. You're fantastic. There is a woman in a bra in here, and she, I would call attractive. Okay. Unlike the ladies on the back of Death Game. Uh, so, I don't, I can't, this looks like, uh, not really the mob, I don't know, shitty organized crime. Okay. I don't, like, below, like, Every mob kind of has to start, right? Yeah, they've definitely got some. It's just like pains. it's just some some tough guys, yeah. and they just kind of hit upon the right, the so, right. So this angle. movie, this is the version of. Uh, oh, there's a tooth. This is the version of the mob, like in Blue Ruin. Like he's really shitty vigilante. Okay. Like he's a re- this is really shitty mob boss. Is what you're saying, right? Sure. Sounds like it makes sense. Yeah. Uh. Awesome. Do you want to see what you didn't get to watch with Death Game? Yes. What What did I not pick with Death Game? Uh, 
Keanu Reeves, Lorenza Izzo, and Ana de Armas in... Oh, God, thank you. (laughs) I dodged an Eli Roth-sized bullet of knock knock i was like oh keanu reeves you know jack uh, jack uh john wick he's getting into it mm-hmm. cool and then i see an eli roth film and i go oh thank you i don't believe in you jesus but thank you thank you so much for not that you did it good job i buddy. did it i picked there right. was a winner and there was a loser <laughs> And you chose the winners. Yay! <laughs> uh, good job, Justin. Congratulations. Thank you. The best part is, is later when I hand you Death Game next week, you're going to be like, fuck, oh, I know what this is. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> oh, very good. All right, Justin, what else you got for us? Oh, God. I, I really don't want to say faggot. 